Welcome to Critical Thinking in Loss Prevention, the show that challenges the conventional wisdom of the loss prevention industry. I am your host, Kevin Lynch. Shoplifting, it's where it all began for all of us in the LP industry. Uh, Loss prevention was formulated originally to apprehend shoplifters, stop the people who were coming into retail stores to steal from them. Over the years, it evolved and developed into looking at other areas such as internal theft, vendor theft, and paperwork errors, but it still continues to be a predominant part of the loss prevention industry. The interesting thing about shoplifting is that throughout all these years, not many people have stopped to sit back and think about shoplifting and the benefits that it brings to their company. I always have to ask, is the concept of apprehending shoplifters even necessary for most retail companies. I believe that most data suggests that, in fact, it is not necessary. Now, I know this whole concept will fly in the face of many loss prevention professionals, as well as other retail executives, but I do have some information to share that is rather telling about the entire thoughts on apprehending shoplifters. In the 2005 National Retail Security Survey, there's quite a bit of information about shoplift apprehensions. Some of these totals are averaged out per $100 million in sales. That survey shows us that on average, 63.3 shoplift apprehensions were made per $100 million in sales, with an average apprehension of $802. That leads to a total recovery of $50,819 for every $100 million in sales. Now, when we look at the employee data and the payroll involved in apprehending these shoplifters, there's also data in the survey. As uh, far as payroll goes, 0.26% of sales accounted for payroll for loss prevention personnel. Out of that, we have it divided into exempt personnel, which are salaried managers, and non-exempt hourly employees. For the purposes of this analysis, we'll compare the non-exempt employees because they are the ones who are generally focused on catching and deterring shoplifters. With the data we see, per $100 million in sales again, we had 7.3 non-exempt employees. What that... Uh, gives us is some interesting numbers because we can assume certain payroll values. If we assume $10 an hour average for those employees, which may actually be a little low for the industry, but it works good for the sake of our purposes here, and we assume that the average employee is covering 40 hours a week, uh, which may not be completely accurate, but may balance out due to the payroll differences, that accounts for over $151,000 in annual payroll. And that's straight payroll alone. That doesn't count, include benefits and travel expenses that may go into employing those people. So what is that telling us about our payroll? Well, there's a huge disparity between the payroll dollars and the dollars recovered. So what are we concerned about when we talk about that difference? Well, it's very simple. If we're recovering $50,000 in merchandise and paying out $150,000 in payroll for those same individuals to cover that money, that means we're losing $100,000 for every $100 million in sales just by the process 
of apprehending shoplifters. Now, how does that relate in shrink terms? Well, $100,000 is one-tenth of a percent of shrink. Doesn't sound like much, right? Well, think of it this way. Payroll budgets have increased by more than 60% since 1991. Our investment, retail companies' investment in loss prevention is significantly higher than it was then. And for that, shrink has reduced by only two-tenths of a percent over the past 14 years. Now, if we're paying an additional tenth of a percent, that means that shrink really could have only reduced one-tenth of a percent, and what percentage of that is due to shoplifters? No matter how you look at it, the whole act and process of apprehending shoplifters is a losing battle. We are costing our companies more money by going out and attempting to apprehend shoplifters. Now, some may argue, well, what about civil demand? Well, it's true, civil demand helps recruit some of the costs, but the amount is insignificant, uh, particularly when you compare that to the benefits, as I mentioned earlier. If we include the benefits of these employees in that process, it easily creates an even bigger loss than what we were initially looking at. In addition, we would have to factor in the additional payroll for exempt personnel that are involved in apprehending shoplifters because clearly in-store LP managers who are very often uh, salaried employees who are exempt are included in that process. We just don't have it broken down as to how much of that is included. Furthermore, we can look at the products that we purchase in loss prevention to help in deter shoplifting from EAS to CCTV. These things are designed to help reduce the shoplifting losses, yet add considerable amounts of money to our, our whole shoplifting prevention process throughout the course of the year. I think it's fair to say that on average, uh, any company that's employed employing shoplift agents based upon the numbers in the 2005 National Retail Security Survey are probably losing $200,000 or more by having these products and personnel in place to help reduce shoplifting. So the question is, why do we do it? Why do we do it in the first place? Well, reacting to shoplifting is a very emotional response. You see it. You know it's happening. You become aware of it. Employees in the store see it happening. And everyone automatically thinks there has to be a system in place to stop it from happening. We have to catch the bad guys out there. Under ideal circumstances, this would be perfect. But we operate in less than ideal circumstances. We've already shown that companies currently are losing money based upon their shoplift apprehension efforts. Well, the question is, are we preventing future shoplifting? Can we be stopping people from coming back and stealing from our stores? Might a strong prevention practice or apprehension practice be deterring people from stealing in the future? Well, there's a couple of things we have to look at. One, we already looked at shrink rates. They have not dropped significantly, as I said, about two-tenths of a percent over 14 years. Also, we have to look at the court systems. Our courts are crowded. 
Our courts have uh, many, many issues to deal with, many more important issues than shoplifting from retail stores. As a result, shoplifting gets treated as a very minor offense. Very often, cases are not pursued at all. They may just kick them out. When they do pursue them, they do everything in their powers to negotiate plea bargains. This usually means that the uh, perpetrator spends absolutely no time in jail, gets off with uh, generally a probation, fines involved. So how much of a deterrent is that? Well, recidivism rates show that uh, nearly 75% recidivism rates happen on larceny cases, which means three-quarters of the people who steal are going to get caught stealing again. That's pretty significant. Uh, it's very representative of the fact that there is nothing deterring these same people from stealing over and over again. So what am I saying here? If it's costing us money, if it's not deterring people, and people continue to steal, do we just let people run wild in the store? Do we let them steal whatever they want? Well, the only options are not those two choices. It's not simply actively catching the bad guys or just letting them run wild. There are other alternatives. There are other methods that can help reduce losses. I believe there are a, little, a lot of good products out there that can slow people down in their theft actions, which in turn will deter a lot of people. EAS has proven that to be successful in stores that do those kind of tests. While it doesn't stop all the shoplifting, it does reduce it. And it is more cost effective than employing personnel to catch people. So there are strategies that can be done. On top of it all, historically, we've always said in loss prevention that customer service is the best way to go about reducing shoplifting. I'm a firm believer in that. Customer service is the best answer for shoplifting problems that exist out there. Any company that can employ salespeople who can go out and actively engage customers will be able to prevent a good portion of the shoplifting, if not the majority of the shoplifting, and by the same token, help to increase sales. The trick is training the personnel to engage the customer in the right way, with the right steps, in the right fashion that is going to prevent them from shoplifting from the store. It's not always as simple as just saying, go talk to them. There are specific steps that need to be done. In conclusion, I think it's very clear that shoplifting is not benefiting our companies. Apprehending shoplifters is not benefiting our companies. The only thing that's going to benefit them is increasing sales while decreasing losses. And that can only be done through customer service. Thank you for joining me again. My name is Kevin Lynch, and I encourage you to open up your minds a little bit more and start critically analyzing everything that happens in the LP industry. We'll see you next time.